So we talked um, kind of briefly before about, um, and before I even say this, I was kind of shocked that that you were even willing to talk about this, um, and it's white supremacy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. Because. In in my experience, when you say that, when you say those two words, um, most white people I've I've dealt with seem to get defensive immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you attacking me? I'm not those people. I'm not. I wasn't around when that was happening, or I, I didn't have mm-hmm. slaves, or whatever, whatever. It's a kind of an immediate, mm-hmm. you know negative reaction to it. So, um, the fact that you're even willing to kind of talk about it and, and, and share your opinions and thoughts about it, I think is, um, interesting (laughs) and, um, very exciting because I don't think we are able to move on and grow if we don't deal with Mm -hmm. our issues. Um, I think they just kind of remain there and they fester and they get worse. And, um, Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, in my experience, um, a lot of the white people I've dealt with try to act like that's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I think when they think of white supremacy, I think they think about, you know, like the the um, the Klan or these these extreme examples of it. Um which don't exist today. Today, I believe it's more subtle. Um, mm-hmm. So let me, let me do this. Let me stop talking about what I, what I think it is and, and kind of get your opinion about what you think it is, you know, as it exists today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's another really big one too. <laughs> I mean, like a lot <laughs> to talk about though. So. No, it's good. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, well, if I can maybe start with, and I forgot to share, I went to this country too, but more recently, just in August, I was um, doing a training for a school in Belize and uh, just had a really great time. Um, I mean, the the I don't know how familiar people are with Belize. A lot of people aren't sure, but... Um, they, the majority of the people are dark skin and, um, you know, talk, talk with a very, you know, a strong accent, like, um, Caribbean accent maybe, mm-hmm. um, but English. And so anyway, just painting that picture and, uh, a very poor country, developing country. And, um, unfortunately they, um, have had, some really horrific things happened to them um, with the way that they have been treated as a school. And um, I don't want to give too much. <laughs> this mm-hmm. has happened recently. So um, one of the leaders was very open with me. Um, I guess just being blunt. Yeah. I, I don't, she won't care, but um, yeah, a woman and dark skin um, was very, very hurt by some uh, white people, especially white men, coming um, from the U.S. Now, with good intentions originally to be helping the school financially and helping with some structural things as, like, the previous um, founder had passed away, and so this other organization was coming to kind of help with that, uh, take over and um, help support financially and things, you know, structure. But... I'm really thankful that she confided in me after, you know, I was doing the training and just really trying to pour hope into these teachers and really, you know, letting them share all these great experiences they had and celebrating their experiences and their education. Um, But um, she really opened up saying that, you know, these white men have come and just really talked down to her as a leader of the school and, talking uh, other presenters have come white presenters that have come to teach the teachers, but in a way that it's very authoritative and like, we have all these things to teach you 
um, rather than celebrating like, okay, these teachers might look differently and speak differently and from a different country, but they have wealth of experience and knowledge. Um, so that, that was very, like, anytime I hear things like that makes me very angry, but makes me remember how real and in our face it is. And granted that was at a, in a different country, but still, um, I think a valid example of white supremacy of kind of going into either another culture or another type of, um, environment and making it like their way is best or better, or, um, you're lower than us. And, you know, just kind of assuming authority or assuming anything like that just makes me cringe to the core. I just, you know, was so angry with her hearing these stories and really validated the way that it made her feel as a professional, as a woman, um, having all this experience in the past, just going right over her head with some of the things that, um, they were deciding. Um, so that's maybe one, is that kind of what you're wanting me to share? Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying, um, because I was I was curious to just hear how you perceive it, because um, I know oh, how yeah. I perceive it, and a lot of people who know me know how they know how I perceive it, and how I talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not here to hear me talk all the time, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. It, I mean, personally, it fills me with an extreme amount of anger, um, but the anger is because of whoever's coming in as you know, the white supremacy, their arrogance, lack of respect, lack of acknowledging a different way is okay or right or better. (laughs) Um, That like not acknowledging other people's experiences, other people's opinions. um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's just complete injustice for, um, validating whoever it is that you're abusing, basically, um, abusing authority over them, taking away their experience, all the value of things that they have to add to the situation. You know, in, the, in that case, it was a school setting, and in other cases, it could be something different. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're you're yeah. kind of saying, um, and, and correct me if I'm if I'm not interpreting this right. Um, it sounds like you're saying it, one of the ways it's manifesting itself in, in the things that you've seen is that it shows up in a, in a I guess in a way where it's like our way is the right way, your way is the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We know more right. than you. And, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so it's that kind of attitude combined with the positions of authority that they hold. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because, I mean, you would be blind if you weren't admitting that um, white people are in a lot of positions of power in the United Mm -hmm. States and throughout the world. And Mm -hmm. I guess being in a position of authority and having those kind of of, uh, thoughts and opinions... Mm-hmm. is toxic mm-hmm. in my opinion because right. um, mm-hmm. if you're not open to other people's views you're going to basically I would think continue to push your agenda and I'm not saying it's all you know ill will um, mm-hmm. you know I think some of it could be ignorance um, it, it could even be innocent Maybe it's the only thing that they know and they like, again, maybe their way, they believe their way is the right way. Um, and the only way, and these other people are lesser than them and don't know as much as them or whatever. It's it's that kind of thinking that I think manifests itself in a number of ways throughout the country and Mm -hmm. the world. And it could be manifesting itself in education and mm-hmm. within the police department, you know, at your job. It could be anywhere. Right. Right. Um, 
And I think it keeps other races and cultures down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. <laughs> no, I 100% agree with all of is, that. Is that kind of how you see it or interpret it? Oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, like assuming because of a certain book or whatever it might be, um, uh, you know, assuming lesser experience, lesser um, education that, yeah, like you said, maybe um, not a position of authority. I think all of that is, I mean, just complete evil to, to judge that way or to assume those things. Um, yeah. And it just, it's correctly, I, I mean, it's absolutely wrong view of, um, you know, viewing people and assuming those things. Um I think there, there's been a lot of assumption. I don't even know if you want to talk about this, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, stop me or edit. <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, just um, in the churches, I think um, a very, very wrong view of God and Jesus being a white God or a white Jesus. I think that kind of took... Um, a really nasty spiral effect um, that like maybe at the beginning of this country really um, hurt a lot of understanding of authority. And, you know, just like that is so, so extremely wrong. Whoever's listening to this to ever, ever think that God or Jesus is white, like so extremely wrong. And so, for anybody that kind of had that view, I mean, we would think if that's what you believe, you know, like, Oh, the creator God is the highest Supreme being. Like if you have the wrong view of, you know, picturing that that's a white God or a white Jesus, that could skew your whole understanding. You know what I mean? Like I've heard people give story of growing up in a type of, um, place that was teaching maybe subtly or subconsciously teaching that, but that just really warps their whole view of authority and, um, you know, the way that they kind of saw it distorted that way. Why is it, why is it wrong? Why are you saying it's wrong? Oh, you know, maybe, I mean, it is wrong if you believe. I mean, I know why it is. I just, I just want to see if you can explain explain why you think it's wrong for them to assume he's white. It's almost like they associate maybe they are white too, so that puts them in a position of you know leadership or in some way higher than other races. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is so evil, like completely evil, but maybe in their mind, it could be completely subconscious that they're not even like processing this. But um, I wonder if that, yeah, was maybe one of the downfalls of, I mean, many, many things. But um, yeah, I mean, like we were talking before, I, I'm just trying to process it too of like mm-hmm. how this happened, why it's happened, why it's continuing. And didn't know if that maybe had anything to do with why a white person would think of themselves as a higher level or a, in some way have a more, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Superior? I don't know. Yeah, just that they, like, justified in being a higher level or like, I just don't understand how that could ever be possibly right in their eyes. Like how they could think that that's okay. Or Because you said yeah. to me in your world travels, you know, you, I don't know if you told me this because you saw this after you've had some, some time traveling or if this was beforehand and this might lead to my next question or point is that you were saying Jesus would not have been white because of what? 
Do you recall that conversation? Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean, he was born a Jew and, you know, he would be most likely very um, Middle Eastern looking. Um, I mean, obviously we don't know exactly what he looked like, but that's from the ethnicity he came from. So I I would imagine that he would be very dark skinned, dark, dark hair, um, the features of Arab or Middle East. And thankfully, like my um, father was very, um, like he loved studying the Old Testament, the Jewish culture, um, Israel's culture, or sorry, the nation of Israel. Um, and so my, in my mind's eye kind of imagining what Jesus looked like, he was always, always dark, um, like Arab or Middle Eastern look, which that's where, you know, historically the Bible explains him coming from. Um, whereas God was always, you know, a father, God, creator was always a God of all cultures, like outside of a specific ethnicity. Like he was never, it's never been an in my imagination or my mind's eye of trying to grasp that never. And even if you look at Genesis, the description, I mean, it's not at all anything to do with a specific ethnicity. So definitely not white. <laughs> if anything, you know, he would be a darker um, Middle Eastern. Yeah. See, I think that's, I think that's very powerful. Um, what you're saying, because religion in my experience has been for so long used as a form of control. Um, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, um, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout slavery and throughout the, the birth of the nation and throughout the world, you know, I've seen videos of, of white missionaries, you know, Mm -hmm. um, bullying, um, oh, yeah. other cultures and saying, you know, we are here, we're the authority and you should listen to us right. um, because they associate the whole... themselves with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, what are you saying? No, I was just saying it, it like they could destroy whole communities because of that wrong view. You know, mm-hmm. I think you brought up a good point too of, um, people wanting to go back to like, oh, well, the founding of our nation was based on the Bible and Christianity, which is, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe how angry that makes me because I think that that was another distorted view in the strongest sense of the word. Um, now, if you want to go and start our country with the true biblical, like, perspective in Christianity, that's fine, but don't ever, ever think about wanting to go back to what it was because it was all distorted and wrong. It was probably, I mean, as much as we can remember back and understand the wrong view and the wrong teaching with the white supremacy spin of like Christianity was so distorted, I think, um, which like you said, they've used um, religion to really um, be authoritative and make their points or support their the things that they're wanting to do, which is completely against God's heart. Um, so I think that that's a very, very dangerous road to want to go back to. Yeah. And so the next thing I wanted to, to touch on was you were saying, I think at an early age, your parents... Um. All they spend a lot of time correcting mm-hmm. things that were mm-hmm. wrong, and yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. w- within a white family. Um. So when you said that to me, it, that was like radical. <laughs> mm. Um. Which it shouldn't be, right? <laughs> no, it should not be, the norm, be. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But can can you can you um, talk a little bit about that? Um, and you'll have to go into great detail. Just some sure. some of the like, right. w- what were they correcting? <laughs> yeah, so it would be, um, say, we were watching something on TV, and there was some racist comment or some type of vulgar 
um, joke or whatever it might be. And they would just be like, that is absolutely like completely wrong. We would never, don't ever, ever talk to anybody like that. Or we never say this word or we, you know, would never view people like that. You know, they would, whether it be on TV or a movie or just out in life, um, someone says some comment, they would always be correcting how wrong that was, but for someone to be treated that way or some comment to be made about someone. Um, and in fact, I mean, on the flip side, they really celebrated like a lot of, um, you know, people from different colors. Um, the, when there's been, you know, stories or documentaries or movies or things um, about like great things that they have done, like they were always excited to share it with my sister and I and celebrate, um, you know, the great progress. I mean, there was a lot of um, like a amazing doctors and um, other people in authorities, like some huge like discoveries in NASA and um, mathematicians, um, you know, from people of different color. Um, and yeah, just really wanting to point out and celebrate um, that we're all God's people. Like he sees us all as one, all the same. Um, so I really appreciate that they like, really pointed those things out mm-hmm. as wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, how you said they would do that and um, take the time to really, I guess, educate um, and expose you and your sister to a lot of things as far as other races and cultures are concerned. Um, mm-hmm. Because um, black people, and I'll just say, I'll just speak for black people. I don't want to speak for any other cultures or races. I don't like to generalize mm-hmm. too much if I, if I can avoid it. But, you know, we learn at an early age that we have to, in order for us to move through the world, we have to be able to, um, live with, work with, and deal with other races and cultures. We have to learn how to deal with white people. We have to learn how to make them mm-hmm. comfortable and not scared of us. We have to learn how to work with uh, Hispanic people. We, we have to learn how to work with everybody. Otherwise, we can't survive mm-hmm. if we mm-hmm. don't learn how to function in that in 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 that world. Um, we can't stay to ourselves and, and survive in the United States. We have to interact with other races and, and, and cultures. Um, and, I mean, I think it's it's definitely changed now, but I would say, you know, maybe back in the day a little bit more a while ago, um, even maybe so some today, but um, a lot of white people don't have to do that in order to move through the world they can stay in their in their bubbles and their safe zones and still be successful and move through the world without having to deal with black people or Hispanic people or Muslims or Syrians um, or whatnot. Um, would you agree with that or, 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 or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we learned that we have to interact and deal with other people Um so we're, I, I guess I was trying to touch on how you talk about your parents taking the time to do that <laughs> with you guys. And, and so you, you're able, when you're able to move through the world and deal with other races and cultures, um, as equals and, and you see them as people and you, you did not stick to just your safe zone, you know, or. Mm-hmm. Um, just within your culture, you, you guys obviously, <laughs> it's an understatement, you know, got out and dealt with other people. <laughs> well, yeah, I was really blessed um, and thankful for my parents. Um, I know that they grew up in a time that was different <laughs> than than we did, but mm-hmm. um, I think I shared this before, just a little bit of background of how I mean, they just loved <laughs> black people. They, they loved all different people, mm-hmm. not just, you know, a specific, but, um, you know, like my, my dad had, um, one of his really like a best friend, um, in his wedding, a black friend, 
um, you know, which is pretty out of the ordinary in that time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look back at the wedding pictures, like, yeah, it's like pretty awesome that I know it like went up against a lot of the things that people in the culture would, or people at that time would have said, mm-hmm. but didn't care. Like, he was his best friend or a, a, a good friend. Um, my mom, um, like when she was in university, had um, black roommates. I think she said she had about two um, girls, you know, good friends that she roomed with. So, you know, having them just like that was normal in their life. Like those were just their normal friends. You know, it wasn't anything like any big deal. Um, I, and I, I think looking back to um, there were some black leaders say pastors of churches, um, you know, some things where I think it's really important to have, um, just that respect, you know, at at a young age and just, uh, developing, um, you know, I remember, I think I told you too, like I had quite a few different, um, uh, people in my life, like a really highly respected and authority, um, black pastors, black, um, uh, teachers, uh, high school, um, you know, so it wasn't ever that I pictured them as differently or respected them less or anything like that. I think, um, you know, maybe that helped just not get caught in that nasty subculture or whatever it is that, um, like the white supremacy of thinking that, in some way, you know, white is a higher level or leadership or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess, like we said before, um, it was kind of like trying to work backwards and figure out, I don't know why exactly <laughs> that happened, but trying to see maybe different aspects that helped get a better view um, of reality. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think that... Um... I don't think that most white people um, see or under understand how subtle it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's not like sometimes it's like in your face, but other times, like it's it's real subtle, and mm-hmm. um, it's real powerful since it's so subtle. Um, and like I point out to a friend of mine. You know, like I grew up watching a lot of cartoons like G.I. Joe and uh, He-Man or whatever it was. I don't know. And mm-hmm. I was pointing out, look at all the the main character heroes in these cartoons. Yeah. They're all white men. Right. You know, and if there's a black guy in there he's or an Asian guy or something, they're always like in the background or a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are toys and cartoons. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, as a child, you see that, and you you if if you're not careful and you don't have good parents, that can start to like seep into your psyche, and yeah. you can see like almost start to devalue yourself because mm-hmm. you don't see yourself represented in society in a very positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank God for me, I had great parents, you know, <laughs> Yeah. and yeah. I, yeah. um, was able to, you know, be very confident in who I am and became a very secure person and all that, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so mm-hmm. subtle. It's so subtle. Um, which I think makes it so powerful and it's so subtle. Um, a lot of my, um, uh, white friends or people I talk to about this don't even see it. And they're like, oh, mm. you're exaggerating or you're just kind of pulling that stuff out of your butt. I'm like, no, no, it's there. It's real. Like, just look. Yeah. Just look at the cartoons. Look at the heroes. Right. Look at the movies. Right. You know, like, it just now kind of started changing where you're starting to see more diverse cartoons um, mm-hmm. and diversity in movies. And you're getting, you're seeing women starring in movies and stuff now. Like I, I won't say it's just black people or Hispanic or Asian, mm-hmm. you know, you're starting to see women yeah. now and, and the, being the heroes and movies and stuff. And I think that's important. I think that imagery imagery is, is very important. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. My, my son is um, obviously mixed, and I'm I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I how do I put positive images in in, in front of him? And since mm-hmm. he's mixed, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know what to do exactly with him, you know, because right. he's half black. He's half. Um, I don't even want to say white. My wife's um, German. She got some other things in her. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to have brown skin, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I do make an effort to like. I have a lot of posters and, and stuff around my house, so I make a point to put those images up like of uh, it could be Martin Luther King it could be um who do I have in there um just a lot of positive uh black men and women and uh white women as well and and women in general um so I I, I'm purposely putting these images in front of him so so he'll see Mm -hmm. them as he grows up you know Mm -hmm. and you know, maybe he'll have a better understanding of how to treat people and, and he'll value himself. And it's just stuff I'm trying yeah. to figure out. <laughs> yeah, no, you bring up really valid point because, you know, look at media, look at what pictures are in the textbooks that the students are learning, you know, information, um, just different examples that they're seeing um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's getting better over time. You're seeing more of a mix um, of different cultures, even having like women with hijabs and advertisements or different types of pictures like that. Um, but I think, yeah, that it's really important to expose them to like the beautiful color and diversity of the human race rather than keep people in isolation like this group and that group and another group and put it, putting them in categories of like, well, this group of people are known for, or like they do that. And then this group, they're like the leaders and they blah, blah, blah. And this group, they're the, you know, and like kind of categorize rather than expose like, well, men and women can be leaders and can, um, yeah, be heroes. Like you were saying, just, um, I think also what you were saying about um, being mixed, like, for example, my sister, um, her husband is from Mexico, and so they have five kids that, you know, obviously are mixed. And Mm -hmm. um, just helping them cope with, um, yes, you are fully Mexican and you are fully, like, white, American, or you know. Yeah. um, and just kind of accepting that, that you don't have to choose one or the other and you don't have to be this um, sub blender, you know, like just uh, focusing on like you are a unique individual, just like anyone else. And, you know, you um, have really great talents and abilities. And yes, you do have traits and um, genetic makeup from these different places and uh, or these different backgrounds. Um, but to celebrate that as not out of the ordinary or like, oh, that's weird or I don't know where to fit, but that's okay. Like that's, that doesn't identify who you are as a human being. And I think we need to be really careful as people, like, for example, I have some friends that are half, um, Asian, half white, or like, I mean, they could be like, one background, maybe like Thailand or um, China or wherever, you know, and mm-hmm. people are just, they come up and say the most obnoxious things like, oh, well, what are you? You know, no. like, <laughs> they wouldn't, like put them in some category, you know, and it's like, well, I'm a person. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a big problem. Um, that's out there that may be slowly getting better. But like you said, just constantly be being sorry, exposing um, kids that they're growing up to the diversity and, you know, embracing the beauty of, of that. Yeah. Um, it's about one or two more things here. So I'm, I'm kind of wrapping up here. My notes, 
getting late. <laughs> um, so, um, you, you, you're a Christian, right? That's what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how, how is it that, um, you are a Christian and you're able to accept other religions? I find that interesting because most of my experience with Christians is we are the only religion. Like everybody else is just pretending <laughs> is kind of the message I've gotten um, from from most Christians. And so I, I find it interesting that you are able to do what you do. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it comes back to, (laughs) um, like the humanity of it. It's, um, uh, people are people and, you know, I don't judge according to what they believe. Um, you know, I will, I want to, (laughs) you know, um, bless their lives, get to know them, be their friends, help, you know, support with their children with special needs, you know, help people through woundedness, like no matter what, it doesn't matter the background. And, you know, I've, I've met some of the most genuine, um, beautiful hearts from, I mean, just more of my experiences than Muslim, um, women. I'm, I'm sure there's other, you know, I don't want to, isolate them. It could be Hinduism or Buddhism or wherever, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for some people that claim to be Christians, um, that don't really like live it or think anything about it on a day-to-day basis, like the, some of these Muslim women that I, I have met and, you know, walked through life with and celebrated, you know, Ramadan and different holidays with them. Mm -hmm. Like they, have the most genuine, beautiful love for their creator God and really wanting and desiring to follow him and be pleasing, you know, to him doing things that would be like righteous and good and bless other people, um, above and beyond some of the people who might claim to be a Christian would have even, you know, Never, it hasn't even scratched the surface of that type of commitment or faithfulness. Um, so, I mean, as a as a Christian, I do believe that there is a Creator God, and um, that it's only through Jesus that we can be saved at the end, um, not by our works. Um, and but, you know, that just because I believe that as truth doesn't mean that I can't still live life and love and embrace all these other people from different backgrounds, different thoughts with religion, different beliefs, and realize that they genuinely can have faith in these things too. Um, I mean, it's just human to human, right? Like, and if, if people want to talk about it, like I, I would be happy to share. Um, but I'm also interested in hearing what they have to say as well. Um, and at the end of the day, like I just want to love and bless people and, you know, help, help them in whatever maybe hurt or situation that they're in, um, make it a, a better life somehow. And regardless of the religion, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, so it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're saying the human interaction pretty much trumps anything else that's happening? Yeah, definitely, right? Okay, I mean, that's what I think that, like I said, I don't want to put mm-hmm. words in your mouth. Um, no, yeah. Because I feel the same way. I'm, I'm personally not um, religious, but I do believe in God. And I'm able to talk and communicate with anybody. Um, oh, yeah. You know, a, a Christian, an atheist, a Buddhist, a Muslim. Um, and a lot of people, they don't make fun of me, but they'll tease me 
and they'll be like, you know, you know, Matt, everybody's Matt's friend, you know, <laughs> like I'll, I'll be talking to, um, like the, and forgive me here. Like I'll be talking to like the like nerdiest white person you'll ever meet. And then like a second later, mm-hmm. I'll be talking to like a, a Syrian friend of mine, or then I'll be talking mm-hmm. to, um, a real, like, um, I don't know, a uh, militant black person or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm, but I'm always saying to people, I'm like, they're just people. Exactly. exactly. Like it's not rocket science, man. Like <laughs> if you, mm-hmm. if you, if you have a conversation with them, you'll, you'll see that they're just people. Right. Like it's, that's all it is, man. Like don't overthink it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're all very different and diverse, but I think we all kind of have, we have a lot of similar things as far as we like, I think most people want to communicate. Most people want to be loved and love and mm-hmm. want to be social. I, I think we have a lot of those kind of basic things in common. Um, yeah. like one of the stupidest things I've ever heard is like, um, some white friends of mine said, um, Hey Matt, you know, like I'm like the only black person they might know. And they'll say something like, Oh Matt, you're cool, you know, but you're different, you know? <laughs> and I'll say, no. no, no, I'm not different than the other black people. You just know me. Mm. I'm like, that's, that's it. You know? They're like, oh, Matt, but wow. you know, you're different. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> wow. You just know me. Um, so, life. And you know, that's just sad that people want to put everybody in a box, you know? It yeah. Just, they, they just are missing out on them for themselves. You know, they, they just make it a... An emptier life when they do that, you know, they're missing out. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've had some of the best best friends from all over, <laughs> all different, like religious backgrounds, all different beliefs. Um, really good, like gay friends. Yeah, um, yeah, that you know, yeah, it, as it well. doesn't matter. I, um, yeah, like all that stuff, whether I agree with it or not, with the you know that aspect doesn't matter with our friendship. Right. I just love those people as they are. And, um, yeah, no, it's so good. I'm, I'm really glad that you're bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I, I want to, um, to kind of touch on real quick was if somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they're thinking to themselves, man, I would like to see the world and, and, and travel more and, um, you know, expose myself to more. What kind of advice could you offer that person? Um, like where do you think they could even start? Uh, would it just be, you know, saving some money and traveling and going somewhere? Should it be, you know, them seeing, are there any opportunities in their field of work? You know, um, what would, what kind of advice would you have for a person that's wanting to, you know, um, and you know what, it doesn't even have to be, you know, abroad. It could even be here in the United States because there's a lot of issues here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like a, word of caution real quick before um, is to like if you do do a short term or just travel a little bit um, that's definitely great I encourage that but (laughs) um, a lot of times you can get a really skewed view of a place or you know like if you're staying in hotels or doing some type of um, sightseeing like you might not be exposed to true culture and really get to know the people. So just a word of caution, if you do do like a short term, like quick thing, just be careful. Um, I would suggest if at all possible, um, either, 
you know, trying to sign up for some type of um, humanitarian aid, like helping build houses or volunteer. Um, there's a lot of, you know, great organizations out there um, doing relief work, um, bringing food or water, different types of projects. And I would say at least two weeks, if not more. Um, that way you can really um, see a little bit more of real life and not just fancy hotels and comfortable places, <laughs> even if they're not fancy, like more comfortable, yeah. but more like get into the lives of the people in the community. Um, Are you saying it's safer to go with a group? Is, is that what um, you're saying? Or or you're just saying that's a way I to do it? Yeah, just more that it's a way to do it in order to, you know, get connected okay. to people uh, from that culture or place. Um, but definitely, you know, if people are interested, I would go for, like, looking at themselves first. What's your passion? What what do you love doing? Even if it's just something fun, like, I don't know, a hobby, or it doesn't have to be some superstar um, job, like, being a doctor or dentist or, you know, those are all great things. Um, and definitely would be really, really useful. But even if you don't have a specialty area, even if there's some, you know, thing that you enjoy doing, maybe seeing how you could take that into a community and really bless it in some way. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I know there's a lot of good organizations, like just, do your research online, make sure it's legit and, you know, good, um, reputation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do like look first at yourself. What are you passionate about? Because if you just go and spend a couple weeks doing a lot of labor and type of, you know, humanitarian work, that's great, but you're not necessarily going to enjoy it if your heart's not into it. So, um, yeah, kind of see what your passion is, what your giftings are, and then look for opportunities to, um, you know, bless the community in those ways. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, if there was someone who was, you know, kind of wondering how can they enter in that mm-hmm. to that that kind of world. Um, I just, you know, it's. It, when you hear somebody who's done it and it's not, they're not on a movie screen or on CNN, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a real person. I think that's a little more real to them. And they're like, Oh, like this is, this is accessible. You know, this is mm-hmm. something that, you know, I could actually do. So I just want to make sure that people knew there were ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. My wife would love to do something like that. I'm not built for that. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like she'll she went to Jamaica a few years back and uh her and her sister and they stayed with a friend of theirs that was there on some kind of mission of some sort and so they mm-hmm. stayed in Jamaica you know like mm-hmm. not the Jamaica that I would know if I the went resort. there <laughs> right <laughs> I would be at the resort <laughs> yeah yeah and she was like in Jamaica and she was saying it changed her life yeah. You know, like it just, it, it just changed her life. Um, I, I can't mm-hmm. even tell you the ways that it, it, she would have to tell you that, but she was just saying it changed her life, you know, seeing yeah. what Jamaica was really like and what it really looked like, you know, um, yep. outside of the touristy area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, we've been going on for a while now. Um, like I said, I'm going to have to break this up into two parts. So, um, you'll be the guest for two weeks. <laughs> um, all right. And I don't, I don't know if you're subscribed to the podcast or not yet, but, um, you can on Spotify or iTunes so you can go okay. listen, yeah. listen to yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be torture. Uh, no. I hope you edit. Yes. You um, edit all my ridiculousness. <laughs> I, I don't really think you said anything ridiculous, you know? I mean, <laughs> I think I don't think you did. Uh, I'm sure when I go back, I'll be like, "Oh, we were to give away that." <laughs> yeah, um, I just wow. I'm really happy I, I reconnected with you, uh, and I'm really happy I, w- I was able to do something and give you 
some sort of platform, you know, to, to talk about your experiences and share them with people. Um, it makes me feel good because, you know, you're doing what you're doing and I can't do what you do, but I can do this. You know, I can share what you do <laughs> mm-hmm. um, through what I do. So that might sound silly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah. And I hope that um, you are able to connect with um, Leah and um, Kondo. I, I think Leah would have some really, really cool things. Yeah. I've been, I've been talking with her a little bit. Yeah. Have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But thanks again. Like it's been, yeah, great to reconnect and great to talk through some of these things where you just feel like so passionate and just wish, oh, I want to tell the world and wish they had the same view, but yeah, I guess it starts a little at a time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you can do me a favor and just hang on the line real quick, I want to, I want to wrap everything mm-hmm. up here. Um, okay. I want to thank everybody for listening and, um, you again can subscribe on, um, Spotify and our iTunes um, it's free. Just go there and search for the grip. Um, um, you don't have to put in podcasts. Just type in the grip, and again, you'll see my pretty face there. <laughs> um, and then you can also go to behumane dot l i v e, and if you want, you can get a behumane wristband. Um, they're five dollars, and um, the the reason I created those wristbands are so that you can wear them and people see them and ask you what it is and you can tell them, you know, what your be humane is and what your, what your belief is. And it's a conversation starter, um, that I try to create, um, to start conversations in society with people and you can share what it is that you believe in. We don't all have to have the same, uh, be humane, um, you know, agenda or topic or, 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 or movement. Um, it's just whatever's important to you. And so, um, you can get those and those also support what I'm doing and helps me put on these podcasts and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, you can go get your be humane wristbands there. And, um, other than that, uh, I think that should be it. Um, I'll be back with another guest in two weeks. Um, like I said, we're going to have Joanna on here, uh, in two parts. And, um, if you have any questions for her, um, you can send them to my Instagram and I'll forward them to her again. Like I didn't want to say your last name because I don't know how much you want exposed out there, Joanna. So, um, I just yeah, left it. That's your first name. Okay. Great. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So that's it. Um, hang on the line real quick, Joanna. And I'll okay, go ahead and you. wrap this up real quick here.